I'm Rick Cushman, and this episode of Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul is sponsored by the 2019 Vancouver International Wine Festival. The festival invites you to come visit one of the world's most beautiful cities and have a great time at one of the world's best wine festivals. Paul? It is a great festival, the largest in North America. It goes from February 23rd to March 3rd, has loads of dinners, big walk-around tastings, lunches, brunches, tutored seminars. Well, wait, 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 wait. For a couple of folks out there, you might want to know, Paul, could Paul's going to be leading some of those seminars. Well, and even worse, Rick's going to be roaming around the festival. But you can still have a, a good time, especially because it'll be easy to avoid us. Uh, you should have seen how many people avoided us this year. <laughs> yeah. So here are just a few reasons to go. Let's restate outstanding wine from 16 countries, winemakers, and principals from all 160 wineries, and all those tastings and dinners and some of Vancouver's best restaurants where we were last year, uh, Paul. Vancouver is a world-class food town. Uh, the places we ate, spectacular. Even when I was eating dinner with Rick, the food was great. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the way you tried to not look at me, and, and I can understand that. I actually could, yeah. <laughs> Rick, not just me, everybody in the restaurant. <laughs> that explains a lot. Well, and if you're not with me, the festival makes it really, really easy for you to eat and drink and get tickets and book hotels. The best way to book, though, is through Stay Vancouver Hotels. Plus, they have a pretty outstanding offer. Book a downtown hotel, and there are 35 of them, and uh, through Stay Vancouver and uh, Stay Vancouver Hotels, excuse me, and you get a free ticket to any of those four huge international festival tastings during the middle of it, which is worth about a hundred dollars. Yep. Uh, and then that uh, that offer is available through uh, February 14th. So. Stay Vancouver, 35 hotels. The odds are pretty small that you'll be in the same hotel as Rick. I do snore. It's true. Uh, so, by the way, the, uh, the 160 wineries pouring, there's going to be some special stations, too. Uh, they got from sp- stations from Vancouver. From, I'll get it out. The, from British Columbia, uh, yep. from New Zealand, from South Africa, from Spain, from Washington State, Nova Scotia, British Columbia, uh, and the Okanagan Valley. Okanagan Valley. Yeah, that's the place. And yep. actually, it is really is the wines there that you'll taste from Okanagan. You'll love them. They really yes. are great. Although the focus this year... California. California. Paul, why go to Vancouver to taste California wines? Because the Canadians are really nice, and so are the other wines up there. So it's a great festival. Yeah, when they pour it, wine tastes better. It really does. Uh, they were nice to us last year. I mean, that's how Go nice figure. they are. They, yeah. Even yeah. to us. Yeah. So, all right. So come there. Discover outstanding wine, food, in one of the world's great cities. Listen to Paul. Or, or not. Even, even better, just hang out with me in the back of the room and we'll make fun of Paul. There you go. That's the Vancouver International Wine Festival, February 23rd to March 3rd. 23rd to March 3rd. And details are on schedules and all that stuff is on vanwinefest.com. That's .ca. I'm sorry. It's Canada. Yes, Vanwinefest.ca. Or just Google Vancouver Wine Festival. You'll find it. Welcome to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. Paul, today we're headed back to one of my favorite places. Rick, from what I know about you, I'm guessing the emergency room. That's a good guess, actually, but not this time. (laughs) We are going to the intersection of Candy Cane Lane and Wine Snob Alley. I was not aware that Candy Cane Lane and Wine Snob Alley intersected. In some, in some unfortunate neighborhoods, it's true. <laughs> yes. Neighborhoods you and I would not go. Uh, so today we're talking about ho- the holidays because it's the holiday time of the year. As you know, I love the holidays. Oh, yeah. There's oh, wine. Yeah. There's food. There's party. There's wine. There's gift giving. There's wine. There's good old Santa. Uh, Rick, don't talk. Don't mention Santa. Why? Well, I like Santa. He's no, 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 no. But um, there may be children listening. Uh, this, is Paul, this is a wine show, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. uh, we'll, we'll, besides, we'll, I think Santa probably goes for eggnog and brandy rather than wine. You know, 
Knowing what we know and that big red nose, I think you're probably right. <laughs> okay. So this is our special holiday edition of Bottle Talk. We're going to talk about wine and holiday parties. We'll have some gift ideas and listeners ask about when they should decant wine. And we're bringing back some good holiday-related questions. We've been collecting those over the years, including whether it's okay to hide the good wine at a party. The oh, yeah. answer is going to be surprising. Oh, yeah. We also have some of the dumbest, horrible wine writing ever. And the <laughs> holiday season seems to bring that out, Paul. I don't know why. In them or us. And as you, well, there's that. Um, and as usual, we are going to make fun of wine snobs. Excellent. Um, and as a reminder, as uh, Good Holiday, Mercy and Cheer, Capital Public Radio still leaves us on their podcast line. Yes, recommended podcasts along with the most popular shows on NPR. We're right there. Right there, Paul. Yes. Right, right there. And uh, so we thank you to that. Uh, we're also on Napa Broadcasting. Yes. The lovely and talented the lovely Na- community Napa college system of the state of California Which, still has not figured out what we do. They, they, Goodness. Uh, <laughs> if people actually listen to us, we'd be in trouble, Paul. <laughs> um, and by the way, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Rick and Paul Wine and ask us a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to have some more questions. You can make it into our regular holiday specials if you do that. That's right. Um, so, so what do we have? All right. Let's start with this the gift-giving side of holidays. I always kind of like this notion about you know giving gifts for wine, just wine as a gift or whatever. Uh, but so uh, if here's if somebody is a uh, they like wine, All right? Um, do you give them those like little cork stopper gifts? To, what what is it? Where you would you would wine no. paraphernalia? I, I don't generally give wine paraphernalia. I do give wine, and even to people who know a lot about wine, I, if I know what they like, I can always find something I, that'll I, fall into that category. I think that's the perfect gift for somebody yeah. who likes wine. Give them wine. Give them wine. All that fancy uh, the other stuff. T-shirts not that so says "Wining Stot Starts Here" or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Just, oh, and, and the yeah. other side of it is, if they're if they're young people just starting out, they may not have some of this stuff. So maybe, but you know what? You and I know, Rick. We don't really need this stuff very yeah. much. I'd much rather have the wine than all the paraphernalia that goes around serving the wine. Yeah. Just give me the give bottle the and step back. All right. So do you have a, a – a, a, now, now, this is a complicated question because, like you said, as if you know somebody, you know what they like. But in general, right. you're giving wine to somebody you don't know particularly well. Do you have a, a, a wine that you would give, a wine or two? Uh, Bubbly is always good because always good. you can always use it to celebrate anything. And it, and, it's, and, it, and it feels like you, like you yep. went out of your way. And then I often like to give people – a wine that might surprise them, like a German Riesling that is mm. so delicious and they wouldn't normally choose it. But it's fun and it's delicious and usually they try it and and they can choke it down even if they <laughs> no. pretend – even if they really prefer Zinfandel. See, I, I always sort of argue that when in doubt, give Cab because it looks like you're trying. Cab right. Sauvignon is that big. It's the right. king of reds. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks yeah. like you're trying. Yeah. All right. So then there's the next level of bringing, bringing in or giving a wine, which is uh, wine for a party or a dinner. Right. Your suggestions? Um, not bubbly. And I say not bubbly usually because by the time you travel and all the rest, it's not cold. So then you get up and you open it and the cork flies over and puts your Aunt, Aunt Martha's eye out and then you've got real problems. Unless you're really mad at Aunt Martha. <laughs> so usually not bubbly. Uh, again, usually something, ideally something that I might like to drink a little bit of. Uh, but I'm, I like to bring all sorts of different things. And I, 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 when I bring wine to a party, I often bring two bottles. And sometimes I say, look, you know, go ahead and open one, but save the other for later when you want to have something on your own. It's not a, it's not a, I'm, I'm not one of those bring it and let's open it and I'm going to drink it in front of you. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, we do that too. We always bring a red and a white. 
And, but, yeah. you know, being in and around wine, we have a little more access, you know. So if you're only going to bring one, I'm going to say, you know, it, it really is sort of name, name the party. If it's kind of the stand around, eat, uh, eat bites party, right. a Chardonnay or is in because they just – they're big. They're you know they go with uh, so many things. Yeah, they feel yeah, like the season. Yeah. And if it's a dinner, Pinot, Pinot Noir. Well, well, I would say more than any focus on varietal, if at all possible, bring a wine that you can tell a fun story about. Whether it's the first wine you had with your wife, or whether it's that's a dinner party as opposed to the uh, even so, just to have a little story about the wine. If somebody asks you who brought this wine, oh, I brought it because my uncle used to drive a truck for this guy, and I thought it would be fun to taste always makes for a little bit of interesting conversation. And God knows you, you're sitting around those cocktail parties. You need something to talk about. You go to different parties than I do. I go to parties where, like, there's, there's just a big table. You slam the wine on the table, and you start chugging whatever's open. <laughs> well, yes, Rick, that's until they pull yeah. you away from the table. Yeah. Um, I will argue <laughs> slightly differently on the bubbly. If you're driving, you know, anywhere, but any length of a distance, I agree. I totally agree. Keeping it cold. But if it's, yeah. if it's short— Throw, throw it in a little cooler or a bag. Put it, put in some the blue ice or something. Oh, and, yeah, and, wrap uh, it in a sweater. Yeah, if it's if it's a fifteen minute drive, um, bubbly is always a fun thing to have at a party. Yes. All right. <clears throat> so now that you've given them the wine, what do they do with it? Whatever they want. It's their wine. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you know, we we uh, that that's the part <clears throat> that you you know it, you've given them a gift. You've given them a gift, and and we are a hundred percent in agreement on this one. Rick and I disagree on a number of things in life, but this including is including which one's cuter. This one is not a subject of disagreement. No. The minute you walk in the door and hand that bottle to the host or hostess, that wine is gone. It is their wine. It is not your wine, and what happens to it next is completely up to them. Not you. Right. So they don't have to serve it. Uh, they can serve it. They right. can stick it somewhere. They can keep it. Whatever. Yep. You don't tell them what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, you know, the the there's the. You have a story. I, I want you to tell it again um, uh, about uh, the, the worst possible wine guest ever. Well, the guy who brought his own glasses. That guy. Yes. The guy who brought his own glasses to the party because he didn't think the host or hostess had nice enough wine glasses, and he brought a really nice bottle of wine, and he was damned if he was going to drink that wine out of their cheesy glasses. So he brought a couple of glasses for himself and his wife so they could enjoy the wine that he brought in the appropriate glassware. The level of jerkiness involved in that. Right over the top. It's just, there's, <clears throat> but it's layers. Right over the it's top. It's layers of jerkiness. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah, just, yeah. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> So uh, I don't know. I'm sure nobody who listens to us would ever consider that. So <laughs> just say, don't don't bring your glasses. Not even bring enough glasses for everyone. That's still jerky. <laughs> That's still jerky. All right. Um, you know, and then and then the flip side, of course, is if you are the person receiving the wine. Yes. So and I, this is another thing we we agree on, uh, which is that you should always act happy. <laughs> yes. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I love. I love this wine. This looks great. I, I shop at Trader Joe's, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm anything against Trader Joe's. Right. Uh, yeah, now but, we're going to get sued by Trader Joe's. Yes. No, I'm saying that's why I love this wine, because it's from Trader <laughs> Joe's. That's what I meant, lawyers from Trader Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, you just act happy, and you say thank you very much, and you don't worry about it. Yeah. And, now, and the flip side, too, is if you'd like to, you get to say— was this for dinner? Would you like us to open this for dinner? Well, if you want to, but you can also say, oh, my father-in-law has always wanted to taste this wine. I think I'm going to share this with him at Christmas time. Yes. And you can say that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's your wine. They just gave it to you. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yes. So it's it's humility and flexibility. I think is is the gift. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if somebody gives you uh, you know a, a placemat made out of corks. Um, Thank you. It's lovely. Uh, lovely. No, I'd say, you know, Rick and Paul said this stuff is really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just send it to Rick. He wants one of those right. really badly. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of really dumb, now it's time for us to give some dumb answers to some good questions. I was going to say, right. speaking of dumb, right. there's us. There is us. Okay. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Rick and Paul Wine, that's the place at Rick and Paul Wine. That's the place to ask us a Send question. us questions. Or our website, rickandpaulwine.com. Yes. And look for us on iTunes. Yes. So this is these questions that we have are a mix of, of new questions and some of our favorite holiday questions. Oh, great. Okay. So, okay. So this good. one it's um, like Christmas carols. You just bring back the good ones over and over again. Yes. Okay. Uh, so our first question comes from Teresa in Santa Rosa. Yeah. She says, I was at a party and I brought a wine that I really liked. I told my friends, this is you. I told my friends about how nice everyone was at the winery where I got it and everyone liked it. Except when I tasted it, it was corked. Oops. I work in a restaurant and know cork wines pretty well, but my friends were fine with it, so I just shut up. Was I a jerk? Uh, actually, uh, Teresa, as You're a far, hero. as far as I'm concerned, you get the Congressional Medal of Honor yes. for this one. Yes. You chose to not embarrass any of your friends. You let everybody have a wonderful time at the party, and you kept your mouth shut. And, and you chose not to show off. You chose yep. everything right. You did yep. everything right here. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's a funny thing about cork wines too. Is that you know, they, they you know, you probably know well, Teresa, because you work in the biz, that um, that there's la- levels of it. And yeah, but if she recognized it, this wasn't a you know, she's saying I, yeah. eh, this was cork. But if they're liking it, they're liking it. They're liking Don't it, and that's fine. Don't talk about it. That's, and, it's, and yes, it's really a good answer for any kind of wine, and we know the awful snobs that try to talk people out of a wine they've already liked. <laughs> right. You know, they're sipping right. it and saying, this is really good, and there's that idiot no, it's going, not. no, it's not. No, it's not. Let me tell you what's wrong with this one. So, Teresa, you did absolutely the right thing. Well done. Your hostess will thank you. Uh, your friends will thank you. We thank you. The, ho- and the holiday fairy might show up with one extra special gift. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Second one is from Alonzo in Sacramento. He says, what wines need to be decanted? I saw a story that said even champagne should be decanted. Is that true? Well, it is if you ask people who have decanters to sell. Yes. And and how long uh, before <laughs> dinner should we decant wines? Lonzo, we saw that story too. Um, so let's ask you – well, answer the first half because how long before dinner should we decant wines is a, is a good question as well. Uh, uh, so the second half of uh, – the second question there, is that true? No. 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 In fact no. – no. <laughs> no, you don't have to decant wines. And you certainly don't have to decant champagne. Oh, dear and, Lord. And I don't know anybody who produces champagne who decants it. Yes. Although the people selling it were telling stories about uh, decanting champagne from the 1800s in the 1800s because right. wine was a little different then. Yeah, so that's, that's why a, you should do it now. That's a different story. Yeah, 150 yeah. years ago, that's yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah. no. Look, decanting adds a little air to the wine. Older wines or wines that have sediment can benefit from decanting because you leave the sediment behind. That's a perfectly good reason to decant an older red wine or a vintage port. And if you really want to decant your wines when they're young to aerate them, it's just as easy as I always tell the sommelier who asks me this in the restaurant, do you want us to decant this wine? I say, why don't you decant it into a couple of glasses? Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, you know... The, and we can swirl it around and let it get as much air as it wants. Two things on that. Uh, on the older wines, um, you know, what you're doing is you're aerating, and they're both wines, you're aerating them. And actually, when you once you decant an older wine, 
you probably ought to drink it relatively quickly because they're going to start yes. to lose Although, some Rick, of themselves. Although, Rick, you still, I still don't think you should be drinking straight from the decanter. You still oh. should pour it first into a glass. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darn yeah, it. I knew yeah, I was yeah. doing that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Darn That's it. why those people were yeah. looking at you. Yeah. You know, and then the um, the the younger, big, especially these young, big, muscly rinds, wines, certainly, if you pour it into a decanter, you're not hurting them in any way. Um, there are, you know, uh, there are some what they quote aggressive decanters, though all those funny shapes. Don't pour your old wines into those. Yeah, your old wines go in sort of a classic simple decanter. Yeah, not. actually, everything goes in a classic simple. Well, decanter. yes, but I'm saying and, if you and, get one of those ones with the and, yeah, don't. figure eight and the the, <laughs> the insignia from your college that the wine goes through, you know, that, that would be the younger one. Um, and you know, for for all of that, really, right before dinner would be totally fine. You don't. It's not like you need to sit forever. And as, right. as Paul said, you can decant it by swirling your glass, too. Yeah, just right. pour it into your glass, let it breathe right there. It works great. Okay, so, and then this was one from our, our regular listener, Jill, from our Fresno enclave. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and you sort of answered this question already, um, but uh, let's, let's ask it anyway. She says, I have a good friend in the restaurant business who loves wine but has access to all kinds of great wine. Any suggestion for a gift for her? Well, my suggestion is good cheese. I think that's a great idea, Rick. Because I love cheese. Yeah, and it goes great with wine. And it, she works in a restaurant. But, you know, and, and the other thing is um, any time you're giving people in the world of food and wine a gift, stuff you make yourself is going to be fine because it comes from the heart. Baker, your grandmother's recipe Sewer for short sweater. bread, something yes, like that. Knit her a doily. Here's, don't knit her a doily. <laughs> but— but our advice is don't try to wine geek these people. Yeah. Because if they have if they work in a restaurant, if they if there's any kind of wine or any wine gimmick they want, they've already got it. However, it, it, I always say that given that situation, um, if you give somebody a nice sparkling, they will always appreciate. They'll always it. drink it. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, that, you know, that I, is a good point. I'm, I'm hinting here just a little bit. If anybody ever had that yeah. question about me. Yeah, I, I thought, don't. Should I give Rick a I'm nice sparkling you, wine? I'm knitting you a doily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't need a doily. Uh, but uh, yes. too late. And, and the only thing about the cheese, of course, that's if you're bringing it to the house. It's not something you put in a package and stick under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes for a sticky oh, Christmas morning. Does is all that I'm make for some fun later on? <laughs> okay, that's right. All right. Well, seeing, I think we're sticking up the joint. Uh, it's <laughs> time for us to to get to some really stinky Happy horrible holidays. <laughs> wine. <laughs> I think that's holiday music too. I just think it's so fun. Uh, and so for our really horrible wine writing, we're bringing back a couple of two different pieces of the dumbest bits of writing we have ever seen. I mean, this is really, this <laughs> yeah. is the, the, these are just, this is like idiot writer stuff. Uh, this is, um, and it, it seems that that why they celebrate the holidays, those are some of those folks, by being worse than usual. Being for, worse than usual. Yes. So this one's just insane. The writer asks, to leave or not to leave the wine you brought? Dear God. Yeah. So you brought wine to a party or dinner, and this it was is, never opened. This is a, the writer talking now. Yeah. Do you take it back? This can get a little sticky. <laughs> there are those who say you leave it no matter what, and that it's rude to even suggest taking it home. Those? Those people may take great exception to what I'm about to suggest. Okay, Paul, I think that includes us. I think that includes us. That's right. You are rude to even suggest taking it home. You Absolutely. just gave the hostess a gift, and now you're saying, oh, by the way, I'm taking my gift back. It's like taking your doilies back. Unbelievable. Yeah. I look at it, she says, as 
how well do you know your audience <laughs> type of decision. When I'm at the home of a really close friend, I will ask, would you like me to leave this wine? And then I gauge their reaction. The reaction being... Dumb Incredulous, truck. yes. Dumb truck. No, I thought you just brought this to flash the bottle around, and now you're going to take it home because yes, you're a jackass. That's it. Hey, look what I almost gave you. That's right. Look what I almost let you taste, <laughs> yeah. and then decided no. All right, uh, this is this keeps back getting to the writer. Yes. If I'm at a relative's house for a holiday dinner, and I know no one in the house drinks the type of wine I brought, first of all, why would you bring a bottle of wine that you know nobody's interested so you in could drinking? Take it home. Yeah. I'll ask if they want me to leave the wine. If anyone answers ambiguously with, it's up to you, I can imagine her family, <laughs> or something else that makes me think they'd like to keep the bottle, I'll leave it without further discussion. Well, isn't she that big of her? Enormously generous right uh, there, yes. Dear God, I mean... <laughs> This is this is. Remember, we had I think it was our last show a couple of shows ago. We had a we had a trilling question. Right, this the trilling. Is right as like. Oh what no, is this trilling? is worse than this a trilling is even question. dumber than that. If this you is... bring a bottle of wine, if if I know no one in the house drinks the type of wine I brought, why would you have brought it? The. The, I I'm it is <laughs> like it makes the, the holidays just seem that little bit cheerier to know that you're bringing gifts that nobody wants so you can take them home later. Yeah. That, that may have been the, the 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 single worst piece of wine writing we ever saw. Unbelievable. Right. But you've got one that comes Mine's pretty bad too. This okay. is, this is this is really bad in the the super cool I'm cool you're not way. Yeah. This is this is about as bad as it gets on this. Okay. And it's not only that the writing itself is is just absolutely horrific. The, the actual <laughs> choice, word choice. Okay. During the season of frivolity and good cheer. Frivolity and frivolity good cheer. Frivolity and not, good cheer. Not like yes. Like like warm feelings, but frivolity, frivolity. as if it doesn't frivolity. really matter. Yes. This is the wine writers already got into the, the the snobby thing, and so right. I'm reading with a little bit of snobbiness, but it was actually on the page. It said, "Read this with snobby appeal." <laughs> During the season of frivolity and good cheer, don't make a mistake in your parties with your wine service. No. You want to impress with your offer. You want to impress with your offerings. Oh, yeah. You want your guests to see you as serious about your wine choices. No, you don't. You want your guests to have a good time. Yes. Yes. When I come in, I want my, uh, I want them to think I'm serious about my cookies. I want them to walk into your house and say, oh, Rick, I see you're serious about your wine choices. Yes. And I say, very well, very astute of you, my good man. <laughs> but enough of this frivolity. But enough of this frivolity. More, more from this, uh, this fine yeah, astute this idiot, gentleman. this knucklehead. Many beginners get it wrong. Uh, yes, of God. course they do, because it's so easy to get it yes, wrong. Yes, because people come over for a party and I have the wrong wine. My <laughs> advice, do not sub succumb to populist wines such as California Chardonnay, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, or other tired varieties. Because they're tired because lots and lots of people because like lots of them. Because lots of people like them. Keep... Don't go with what people like. Yes. Okay. With, with some research and diligence, you can discover white wines that will impress. Too bad they can't find white wines that will give enjoyment. Yes. Because you're having a party to impress people. You're not actually trying to make, have people a good time. Right. My suggestion is to acquire wine. See, I love the, the word choice. Is to acquire. acquire. Yes. Yeah, you don't buy them. No. You acquire them. It's to acquire wines to which your guests will not likely have easy access. You mean you put them behind a 
um, yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah. Which you'd have to climb a fence to get to the wall. <laughs> or, or you know, it's like it's like uh, the uh, Ninja Warrior thing. You got to you got to get across all that. You got to yeah. walk across. If the, you fall the, into the water, the no float wine tubes for you. in the pool, or you don't get any wine. <laughs> and his suggestions were uh, Assyrtiko, Torontes, and Alberino, all good wine. Assyrtiko is a Greek white. Right. Corrontes is a white from Argentina and Albarino's from northern western Spain. Although but also, plenty of them in Central Valley and California and all yeah. over. All of, them, yeah. all of them delicious. All of them perfectly good. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with serving people a Chardonnay and saying, dig in because I know you love it. Do not succumb to populist wines. That's the horrible Acqu- wine. Well, yes, but he has to acquire them first. Yes. But that's that. Yeah, yes. Acquire well, them. Well, you can't acquire a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. You have to buy that. I, I think that's true. So. Yes. And and that's what they ask you when you walk in the wine shop. I, Did you wish to buy wine today or acquire it? <laughs> yes. I, I myself, I just want to chug some. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to have a couple more questions here. Uh, reminder one more time. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Rick and Paul Wine. Or go to rickpaulwine.com, our website. Okay. A couple more holiday-related questions. These are some good ones. All right. Um, I like to carry. This is an old one, and I liked Carrie, so we brought this one back. Carrie in Laguna Beach. She says, we have a couple pretty big holiday parties, and my friends are what my mom would call good drinkers. <laughs> I like that. We always get close to running out of wine, even though some, uh, even though everyone brings some. And just so you don't think we're terrible, everyone lifts or Ubers home. Okay, good. Uh, so here's my question. There's a box wine I really like. It would be my safety net. Well, I'd be insulting people if I put it out. Not if you like it. If you like it and you say, I'm pouring this wine because I like it, that's fair enough. I, I was going to say from the sound of, of, her, of her friends, I don't think they'd care. Anymore, <laughs> but I think they'd be fine. No, I think as, as she says, I really like this wine, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. And and don't use it as a safety net. No, In other yeah. words, don't bring it out at the end of the party. Put it right out on the table with the other wines and encourage people to try it. You know, and actually you're doing them a favor because you're saying, hey, I like this wine. Right. And it's, listen, not particularly expensive. You probably like it too. May or may not be expensive, but yeah, there are some way. expensive yeah. box wines. But no, I say go for it. I think, Carrie, you're doing everything right, including... The lifts and Ubers home. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's also pretty important too. Yes. Yeah. Pretty I like, cool. I like the good drinkers group. There, so that's <laughs> yeah. All right. Another one. This is from uh, uh, Stan in Reno, and this is also a question we've had before, but we like Stan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, says I really like wine, and I'm learning about it. I hope my question doesn't sound selfish. Most of the holiday parties I go to uh, are with friends who don't know much about wine, and the wine is pretty average. Yeah. No biggie. But now and then there's something good, and my friends don't notice. They just drink what's in front of them, but they pour like they're drinking a big gulp. So is it a horrible thing to hide the wine in the back of the lineup so they won't gulp it and it'll be more for me? I say go for it. Go for it, Stan. I am <laughs> totally with you. We are on your side, It sounds Stan. like she's going, he's going to Carrie's parties, yeah, too, Yeah, yeah, no, way. and I'm uh, all, all in favor of this. Absolutely. We've all done it. You look around. People don't care what they're drinking. Mm-hmm. There's a really tasty bottle there. Just slip it in the back. Don't make a big deal about it. If people find it, so what? But You're not doing anybody any harm. Not hurting anybody's feelings. You're not doing anything. That's right. Now, you can't do what Rick does, which is grab the bottle, stick it in a bag, and carry it around in his back pocket. I put it it in my pants. (laughs) I don't think people will notice. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back to your tush one more time. (laughs) That's right. No, Stan, that's actually a great question. We're with you, Stan. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. Now, if... 
everybody keeps going, where's that wine? And you go, oh, I didn't see it. That's well, <laughs> or the other thing is people know you're the real wine geek and they come up and they ask you what you're drinking. I think you do have to tell them. Yeah, yeah. I think, but, I think it's, but probably, it's probably absolutely fair. fair to not make a big deal about it, but just put it back where the people who are drinking for volume don't necessarily clobber the bottle before right. you get a chance. Yep. All right. We got one more. Okay. Uh, this is from Angela in Roseville. She says, my husband and I uh, brought a wine we loved to a dinner party. He wanted to tell him about the great point scores and what a bargain he got. I wouldn't let him. It just seems so uncool. He was ticked at me, but people did like the wine. Should I have let him brag? Nope. Nope. You we, did, Angela. We got three winners. We got, we got great, so, great uh, listeners. So here. apparently, our educational aspect of this show is uh, working. No, right. I think these are good people on their own. Way to go, Angela! Yeah, yeah. Because it's not a, it's not about you. It's about people loving the wine. Let people love the wine, and let him feel very happy that he found it. But the more he talks about it, the less they're going to enjoy the wine. Yeah, the less they're going to enjoy him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. you saved him from embarrassment as yep. well. Yep. Yep. Just let the wine stand on its own. Yep. Speaking of standing on our, on our own, that's us for the holidays. I thought we were walking. Well, we know we're, we're, we're lifting. We're taking lift uh, so, so <laughs> okay. that I can drink of that bottle I have in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is that is it for yes. our holiday. It's a little more than it. Our producer is the uh, the patient, holiday uh, imbued, spirited Devin Cortan. Thank you, Devin. Our associate producer is the also holiday spirited Jeremy Moran. Jeremy Moran, thanks to Capital Public Radio, their holiday spirit uh, lets us use the studio and includes us on their podcast lineup. And look for us and ask us a question at rickandpaulwine.com or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Rick and Paul Wine. If you learned anything today, we hope it's it's never rude to give wine as a gift. It's always rude to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rick Cushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. I remember the best wines are the wines you drink with friends. Or with us. Especially us. Especially us.